Welcome to another episode of Pot for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world, why they care, what we can do, and most importantly, what you can do. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Random Productions, which is me. So if you like how we sound or are thinking about starting a podcast, reach out to me. I am easy to find. Pod for Good can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do here, please make sure to subscribe and share this episode on social media. I am your chief philanthropod and class clown for justice, Sean Kemp, Jesse Orch. And I'm your vice admiral philanthropod and class clown for justice, Detlef Shrimp, Chris Miller. On this episode, we we're talking with Trey Thaxton, owner of Gold Mill Co. and Greenwood Avenue. We talked to Trey about Greenwood Ave's new amazing magazine, the power of the rebirth of Greenwood, and of course, 90s NBA players. Reggie Miller still sucks. Enjoy. Trey, thanks for joining us today. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, guys. So for people who don't know, tell us the name of your company. The name of my company is Gold Mill, and we have another organization called Greenwood Ave. And you make, I, I see you're wearing one of your uh, sweaters right now, which is very nice. Thank um, you, thank you. I also like the jackets. I'm a big fan of the jackets. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. <laughs> I, li- so, I like them too. So, you know, this is a podcast, we're not always centered on Telsa, but we do talk about Telsa a lot. And I like to ask people, what's the, what's, what is their 1921 race massacre origin story? Like, yeah. when was the first time? They heard about it, and I like to know when and where, because mm-hmm. it's always not in school and <laughs> right. uh, not from the community. So right. Both of those will be consistent with me. Uh, so I moved to Tulsa when I was 11 years old um, from Decatur, Illinois. Obviously, I was 11, so I didn't have much of a choice. Um, but went to high school here, went to Union High School, uh, went to college here at OSU in Omogee. And I hadn't heard about Greenwood or Black Wall Street until way after I graduated. I was in my mid-20s. Uh, actually host, hosting a small group at a hotel here in town. And someone came up to me and asked like, hey, I'm visiting from, I think it was from Tennessee. He's like, I want to go see like Black Wall Street, like Greenwood. Like, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you know, downtown yeah. or Tulsa. Uh, I was like, Jazz Hall of Fame is down there, I guess. Um, that was like the first time I actually like really heard about uh, what it was. So uh, to your point, yeah, not not in school and not from <laughs> anyone from, here. From someone even outside of the state, which yes. makes sense. I mean. Cities are not known for wanting to talk about the worst thing that's ever happened in their city. I get it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was like it was nationally covered in in newspapers around the country. Yeah, uh, they just didn't lose those like we did. So <laughs> miraculously, you you went to college and then did you study like marketing and 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 branding all that stuff in college or did you get into that afterwards? Yeah, so I did. So how I got into this was actually played basketball in high school uh, for about for two years. Actually got cut my senior year. Oh. Uh, didn't really grow. You know, I'm, I'm not bitter. Um, <laughs> don't remember my coach's name at all. Coach Garcia, not not bitter. Um, but no, that's actually how I got into design. So I needed a new sixth hour uh, because I was cut. So I got into a Photoshop class in my new sixth hour. And our um, teacher brought in some industry professionals at the end of the semester and looked at our portfolios. I'm doing air quotes for portfolio because it was quite terrible. Uh, a lot of Photoshop MBA uh, posters. I made like a Kit Kat wrapper, but the three people that came in all said, Hey, you got a really good eye. You got really good balance. I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, so actually my mom really helped me find out that this was a career where you can get, you know, paid to play on a computer. I was like, okay, if I can't play basketball, I I can do that. Um, but just using, you know, creativity and art to create something. I still can't draw to save my life, but Photoshop really helps me open the, the, uh, doors of what this could actually be. 
So um, for those that don't know, can you describe what Greenwood Ave is? Your yeah, uh, what you what you produce and and how it works for sure. So Greenwood Ave started in 2018 uh, from a conversation with a friend. It was Greenwood Ave is a celebration of Black entrepreneurship around the world. Uh, again, my background is in branding and design. So I again after after being a Black entrepreneur for so long in Tulsa, after being in Tulsa for so long, and now hearing about the the race massacre and knowing um, the Cecilia was coming up, I was like, how can I do my part to help share some of this history. So people coming after me, my kids, um, anyone else looking for a, a way to learn about this history, how can I give them room to, to find out more about it? So I started doing um, t-shirts with the original shops of Greenwood shops on them. That's kind of how the whole thing got started, where again using my local design skills to do that and launched that in Black History Month. And we all know everything in February is, yay, Black people. And then March 1st is like, okay, we'll see y'all next year. So uh, in my mind, I was like, how do I keep this going beyond just February? So that actually launched a video series where we go and, and talk to entrepreneurs who are carrying on the legacy. Um, again, that went really well. And then I was like, hey, how do we keep this going even further? So just kind of doing, started doing more merch, started doing more videos. And just the brand really started resonating with people where they wanted to learn more and more of the history. And for me, honestly, that's kind of what stuck out to me. Like as an entrepreneur, you know, you hear a lot about the the massacre in Tulsa, especially around the Centennial and beforehand, but I wasn't hearing a lot about the good. So when I heard, you know, that it was rebuilt a year after, like, that's what inspired me. So as a believer, you know, that kind of was the trigger for me. It was like, the story is not, or the, the inspiration is not in the death, but it's in the resurrection. So how can I highlight that part? So everything we do through Greenwood Ave, the magazine, the merch, the eventual podcast someday, I'm sure, um, will be... Yes, let's talk about that, Jesse. Um, <laughs> founder producer. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. Well, so you mentioned the magazine. Yeah. So by the time people hear this, um, most people do not listen on the the exact day episodes drop. So at that point, you will have launched your magazine. Yes. And we have a beautiful copy of it right here. Mm-hmm. So why? I mean, why a magazine now? <laughs> right. I, I like. I know you have your reasons, and sure. I know they're good reasons. <laughs> I, but I, I, I like. I want to talk about it. Yeah. No, that that's a great question. I've been asked that like, a couple times, and why when. I just heard yesterday that the economy supposed to be going down. I don't pay really much attention to that. For me, it, again, it was just the right time. And we've been talking about this for the past couple of years. Um, but I'm always a believer in giving people handlebars to, you know, the message. So we have the merch already. We have the video series. But for people who might not be online watching those things or might not, you know, wear the merch, this is a, a, a spot for them to get some of the message that we're talking about. And again, it's all about another level of inspiration for me. So. Um, it's a magazine, but it's really more of a coffee table book. So try to create something that people can keep on their tables or have in their different spaces where somebody who can just might see the cover and just be intrigued, want to pick it up and and share it. Um, But also for us is a, uh, we're doing a subscription model. So for $60 a year, you can, you'll get four of our quarterly magazines, you get 21% off of our merch. And then we'll also have some exclusive content for those subscribers. So it creates a model for us to get some consistent revenue, but also be able to share, again, this message in different arenas. So we're a small team right now in our video series. We've done a lot of things in Tulsa. We want to travel more, but with the magazine, it's, it's a way we have feature stories from London, uh, LA, New York, um, uh, Baltimore, Chicago. We're able to kind of ex- spread that out um, and share more stories from around the world. So our theme is Greenwood Ave is everywhere because really, obviously, it's started here in Tulsa, but it's, it's really, for me, not about just the 40 blocks that are in North Tulsa. It's a mindset, it's a vision, it's passion. Like wherever people are realizing ideas, that's to me where Greenwood Ave is. 
Well, and the, the magazine itself is beautiful. I mean, Thank it isn't, you. you know, what I think people traditionally think of as a magazine. It feels like a collector's item. Yes, sir. I mean, amazing pictures in it as well. And that's just thumbing through it for a few minutes beforehand. Sure. So Thank you. it's absolutely beautiful. And it seems like, uh, for me personally, my interaction with your company has been as a clothing company. Sounds like you, that's just another medium for you. Definitely. You know, maybe that's the the most forward facing medium to people, but that's not really what your brand is about, right? Definitely. It's about celebrating Greenwood. That's what it feels like. 100%. Yeah, to your point, it's it's a celebration. The merch is one part of that. But again, doing the magazine and doing more things after this is really all-encompassingly celebrating Black entrepreneurship. And again, just really being that inspiration. My personal mission is to create Pathways to Purpose. And for this, for me, this is part of that. I hate seeing people or hearing people, I'm just doing this job or just doing this thing just to make a dollar or just to make ends meet. But I, I believe that we're all here on purpose, we all here created with the gift. So if I can somehow, through our merch, through our magazine, through again the eventual podcast, I'm gonna keep plugging at Jesse. <laughs> yeah, listen. Um, we we I can mean, we can get. He people also to, does audio books. So if oh, you love write it. a book, yeah. Saying, <laughs> if you if you want to make an audio book of the magazine, <laughs> we can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, well, yeah. So Jesse found his purpose. So like, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to do is unlock. Yeah, that listen, for everybody else. Let's Jesse. unlock this. I mean, yeah. so I've like I I grew up reading like magazines, and so I've always loved them, and I do feel like there is a need for. Maybe not weekly, but like yeah. news and you know things that happen in the world come attack us so quickly. Mm-hmm. We never we used to have a specific place where like those stories would be given time to breathe and yeah. we could analyze it. And those were magazines, and we don't really have those anymore, right? There's still like news magazines, like sixty minutes and whatnot, but that's one show, and they're only covering like four, three stories an mm-hmm. episode. And the history of Greenwood is like everyone now that they're talking about or just talking about the massacre and they're not talking about the fact that it was rebuilt right afterwards, destroyed again, Mm -hmm. then rebuilt a third time. And as Chris and I both marched in uh, the parade today, I, I, I didn't realize it the first time I'd marched in it, but the second time I'm like, wow, we go right under I-244 and I was just like giving it the finger the entire time. But like, (laughs) I-244. You see how much is still missing from there. And like the, the institutional things that stop Greenwood from rebuilding itself again. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to get too controversial, but the fact that we walk through OSU's Tulsa, Tulsa's campus, campus and yeah. a lot of that land was yep. stolen from yep. Greenwood yep. as well. So, yep. you know, it's like as we're marching, we're marching through the the institutional structures. We really are, yeah. That are, are holding, that have historically held back Greenwood. I yeah. mean, like, let, let, let's take the full route here for a second. Like, we start in empty land that mm-hmm. used to have homes and businesses on it, which have not been developed because they're still technically owned by the city, even though the city is trying to get rid of it now. Then we walk through OSU Tulsa and then under I-244 and then we're done. Yeah. I'm like, it's really, I know why the parade's there, but it's just really just a constant reshowing of all the wrongs we have done. Yeah. It, it really is. And Dr. Christy Williams and um, Dr. Crutcher, she said it to me the first time I heard it was that we're, it's still an active crime scene. Like it's not, you know, th- that land is a crime scene. Like, I, yeah. I never thought about it that way. You know, so. Yeah, that's real. Oof. Yeah, she's not wrong. She's so. not. Well, what I know that uh, I really like your your pop up shop at Mother Road. So, what was it like uh, developing that and sure. curating the space as well, not just using their sort of standard yeah, pop up? For did. sure. Yeah. Well, um, the pop up you're talking about is um, a space called Nineteen and Twenty One. So, I actually launched that brand simultaneously with Greenwood Ave. Um, a lot of people kind of conflate the two, understandably so. It's, it's both me, but the big vision for that is to really be, I've been saying out loud now, like the black crate and barrel in a sense. So 
Greenwood Ave would be the flagship brand, so we sell most of our stuff there. But the goal is to sell other Black-owned vendors' merchandise as well. So we have candles from a, a Black-owned maker. We sell toffee from Anthony Archie, who's a uh, makes his own toffee here in town. Uh, we have books from Fulton Street, the only Black-owned uh, bookstore here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So the goal is to create space for other people who might not have a Target or a brick-and-mortar or need a startup spot. Obviously, it's only 100 square feet there, but we try to do something really intentional that kind of really stood out um, up there. And it was only supposed to be for a month, and they asked us to stay for three years. That was during COVID. I was like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe let's do a year. Um, so we're actually about to go through our second year right now. But um, it's been it's been great, and I've heard had people, mainly white people, come through, stop. We ha- On our wall, we talk a little bit about Black Wall Street and why that's there. And we'll just sit there for a second and read the wall and just start crying. It's like, you know what? I lived here 40 plus years my whole life. I never knew about this. Like, why? Why, is this, why isn't why is this being told? And honestly, like that kind of stuff for me, you know, is why we need to have a presence there. Mm-hmm. By the way, may I suggest Black and Barrel as the name of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, check the trademark. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing that considering all the news story and especially um, all the attention around the centennial, that there are still people who don't know. And, and even if they do know, they don't, they don't know the full story. They don't know For how, sure. how bad it was. I For mean, sure. again, Did I, they miss Lovecraft country and yeah. They, uh, and the Watchmen and, the, and yeah. you know, the, Three documentaries, like all done by NBA stars. Interestingly enough, yeah, I don't think you tell it. You tell it enough. I mean, it's uh, yeah. again the the resurrection part of it to me is a phenomenal, right. like the yeah. most the greatest underdog story you tell. So, and I people have asked like, why don't you talk more about the massacre or the atrocities? Like, there's plenty of organizations do that. I was actually able to help Greenwood Rising directed and produce the opening film that plays at Greenwood Rising right now, and did some of the curation for them on the content. But there's plenty of organizations that that talk about that, and I want to make sure what we're doing is again. This is called Pop for Good. We're, yeah. we're trying to celebrate yeah. the good that, that came out of that and it's still happening around the world. And that's it's actually come up a few times when we've, you know, discussed, talked with some experts, you know, who've written books on it. And that's been the toughest part is getting people to see beyond the massacre. Yeah. And to see the beauty of the the people and the resiliency for sure. who rebuilt it. For sure. You know, and and were successful for decades. Yeah. Before for it then came back down again but but the beauty of that resiliency and the fight when everything was trying to keep them down Definitely. you know the city was actively trying to prevent them from rebuilding and they did it anyways yeah and some would say still still are and yeah. <laughs> i get the the pushback on that for sure and i, I definitely feel that and you know the, it, we, we said it a few minutes ago but it is an active crime scene and there are still survivors now fighting for reparations mm-hmm. and a whole lawsuit fighting for justice so I think if that wasn't actively happening, it might be easier for people maybe older than us to, I want to say, let it go or get over it. That's not what I'm, I'm trying to advocate for at all. But uh, again, want to make sure we're celebrating what happened. Obviously, you can't have the resurrection without that part either. So um, it goes hand in hand. And I think for, for this, it's, uh, I think Hannibal Johnson, I was talking to him about it, a, a local author, and he was saying um, that it, they call this like hard history where it's just hard to, for people who, if you're on the wrong side of it, to want to talk about it. Yeah. So for me, this is kind of that secret agent entryway. Hey, this is really cool. Oh, what, what happened? Then you get to talk about the history. Then you get to talk about the rebuilding and things like that. So um, for me, yeah, this is just a handlebar entryway to some a, a great part of a well, terrible and beautiful part of American history. Yeah, so. yeah that, that, that's the, um, like uh, Chris and I also like to talk about the, the resiliency and the, how fast they were able to rebuild everything. The problem is like, you want to talk about the happy stuff, but like usually when you're in, in those conversations with people talking about that part, you also need to remind those people mm-hmm. of like why they had to do that in the first place. Sure. And so it's a weird balancing act because like 
Like it is an active crime scene. Like the, there was the big crime and then a series of smaller crimes. Mm-hmm. And those crimes continue to this day. And like, how can we, like, we don't, you know, I'm thinking of this from a marketing perspective. We sure. can't just keep complaining about it. Like we have to like show that no matter what keeps happening, like they're going to keep regrowing. They're going to, they're going to, you know, a lot of people left a lot, but a lot of people stayed and yeah. they keep trying to regrow and make the area like an attractive place for people to go, which I feel like at the moment it, it is as, as, as small as we're allowed to make it at this particular point. So, yeah, I think it's becoming, and again, we talked about it at the beginning that more people at the outside of Tulsa are really drawn to it. Like we were reaching out for stories when people saw Greenwood or heard about Black Wall they want to have a part of what's happening in Tulsa. I think that this resonates with people around the world and why I love the ethos of our company that Greenwood Ave is everywhere. So again, I, you know, everything in the world is energy, right? So when, to me, when they burned the buildings, like they didn't kill it, they just transferred the energy. Now it's, and now it's everywhere. So in Tulsa, London, UK, wherever. So there's no way to separate the two. But what I think we can do is, is highlight the good. And then also one, one thing we do too is give it back um, 10% of all our proceeds back to North Tulsa. So we're not just saying, you know, come celebrate us or, or buy our merch, but we're, we're giving to things like the Oasis Project with what AJ's doing and, um, at the Oasis Fresh Market, eliminating food deserts and food insecurity uh, to Terrence Crutcher Foundation, who's um, working on the lawsuit for injustice for Greenwood, the Greenwood Cultural Center, who's continue to tell the history and the massacre side as well. So making sure that we're partnering and giving back to those um, um, institutions as well. Do you have a favorite like rebuilding story, like a, one particular like person or um, like business that you just like, you read their story and you're like, damn, that's amazing. <laughs> one particular rebuilding story. I, I think John and Lula Williams, who own the Dreamland Theater, always kind of stick out to me. I know they're one of the most popular, but they, the uh, Lula actually owned so much, so, so many things. Dreamland Theater was rebuilt right after. Um, I mean, it, it, the amount of stuff that they did and was, was able to do and uh, then give space to other people to house businesses like that. Just that spirit of um, camaraderie, connectivity, uh, of giving, I, I just incredible to me. And O.W. Gurley, I, I kind of go like O.G. Gurley. He's just the vision to to see that forty acres, you know, and and create what what we now know as as Black Wall Street. To me, is is phenomenal. So I can't say one thing in particular, but um, I you know wish there was more documentation and pictures of things of like how did people actually like pull themselves up. So, so I know one of the things that, that you have said is that you want Greenwood Ave to be international and to be online so it can't be destroyed again. So what does that mean to you? Yeah. So for me, it, it really is, um, I think just the, the knowledge sharing part of it. So again, when we talked to, there's one feature in the magazine from London, his name's Abubakar Salim. He actually was on a HBO show called Raised by Wolves. Um, oh, yeah. We Good job. struck up a relationship uh, last year, but told him what we were doing through Greenwood Ave. And again, just the idea of these black people came together to create this space when there wasn't one, like that resonated with him. So now that he knows this happened, he can take that same spirit to where, what he's doing. Um, there's a guy named Carl Brunson, also in the UK, uh, from America. He wrote a book. Now he's a, a, a celebrity matchmaker in the UK. He b- has bought a lot of our merch. He called me or texted me. Um, a while back, it said somebody stopped him on the street and was like, I love your bomber jacket. It says Black Wall Street Tulsa in the back, but like sharing what we're doing or what was built here overseas and around the world, like just the knowledge of what happened and what, what was built here, again, is resonating around the world. So for me, it's, it's that, just kind of knowledge sharing that, no, this happened and it was rebuilt and it's being, again, rebirthing people all around the world. So so let's uh, let's ask a non-business related question. Sure. That's, um, since you 
you told the story of how you got into graphic design when you were cuffing your basketball team. Uh, Not better. He- he- hex on that coach. Um, <laughs> like, we're, I'm going to ask you some basketball questions. I'm sure. also a basketball fan. So, like, yeah. um, growing up, like, who was your favorite basketball player? Ooh. So, I was raised in Illinois. So, I grew up in Decatur, Illinois, two hours south of Chicago in the early 90s. So, okay, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, and, uh, you know. Question answered. Okay. You know. It was, it was what it was. It was yeah. Yeah. He was a Knicks fan. I'm a so. Knicks fan, okay. so I, I have a, a, hate, I have a, I, I have a hate, hate relationship <laughs> with Michael Jordan. Um, I forgot, I who you. do you hate more, Reggie Miller? Oh, Reggie or, Miller, for okay. sure, <laughs> for sure. Because yeah, Michael, Michael Jordan was great against everybody. Right. <laughs> Reggie Miller was just, just great against the Knicks. Knicks. <laughs> so, there you go. And he cheated. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan did a fair, so, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I moved here, I found, found out about Allen Iverson. He kind of he became oh, my yeah. favorite. But uh, love Allen Iverson. Yeah. yeah. So I had braids the whole the whole night. So. I, can you still like like if you hear like the first couple notes from the Chicago Bulls like intro mm-hmm. video? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah. I started, Every, I started sweating. Yeah. Everyone because I taste popcorn. Yeah. Because like we even got the I don't know why Oklahoma also had that uh, one Chicago w- station. WGN. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We got we got a lot of we got a lot of Bulls. Yeah. yeah. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. I mean, even I was like Cubs. We got a lot of that. I still I still get like goosebumps. From it um, all day, all day. Um, yeah, no, this actually started one. So this isn't about that, but uh, another project through Gold, our main company, Gold Mill, is going to be coming out sometime soon. There's a project called EXO, which again, I love basketball. Obviously, um, I was flying back home from visiting family and was like, you know what? If I was thinking about uh, entrepreneurship, I don't know what that word meant when I was growing up, but if I was an entrepreneur when I was like 16, when I was you know still hooping all the time, what would I have done? It was like I would do something with basketball. So I started thinking up this this really immersive basketball environment. Um, and I called it XO, which actually comes from the Jordan clause for the love of the game. So X is an obvious sports term, but then XO, XO means love. So um, yeah, I, right now we're working on a, um, it's the first time I'm actually announcing it, but working on a game here in town, I won't go to all the details, but to really launch that brand. So it's going to start out as an online merge brand. And then again, our whole mission with all our brands for Gold Mills to uplift, inspire and shine. And with that, we're going to be giving back to um, uh, young kids trying to get into basketball, like paying for AU team trips, things like that, but creating a new, a new basketball brand that's just about love or basketball on and off the court, so. If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, ugh, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich. Tall grass begs to differ. Tall grass founding attorneys, Laurel and Riley, think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of Stuffy McLawyer Pants Esquire. But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess because they're nerds over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan is exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace. So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918-770-8940 and start your plan today. Or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation. For free! It's right there on the website. And of course, there's more because this is a podcast ad. If you tell them you're a Pot for Good listener, they're going to take 25% off their service fees. Just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at 918 770 
888-888-8940 or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. You know, I was born in 1981. So like, you know, the, the 90s was like my preteen and teenage years. And mm-hmm. I remember just like, going back to Alan Iverson for a second, just watching the effect he had on the league and like the fashion, yeah. the just like doing what he thought was right mm-hmm. by him and and the culture he came from. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is great. And I do, yeah. I could tell all the old white people were like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, it changed the dress code. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. 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 As well. Uh, the impact sports can have, I think it's an incredible thing. We, I don't like the idea of celebrities, mainly not, not because of the people, because of how people treat them. But the impact that that can have, I mean, it is, is, is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we, we went from Jordan saying, like, even Republicans buy shoes to uh, LeBron James and all the NBA players wearing, you know, I can't breathe uh, mm-hmm. sweatshirts on the court. I'm like, all right, the, like, using your tools for good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's important. Yeah. So you said the magazine's going to come out quarterly. Yes. Are you trying to, are you trying to tell like an overarching story like per year or is each sort of magazine its own sort of journey? That's a great question. So I think overarchingly, again, it it centers around black entrepreneurship in different arenas. So each first quarter will be kind of what we're calling our everywhere edition. So again, the the overall theme is Greenwood Avenue is everywhere. So each one we'll we'll do in different cities and then quarters two through four will be more industry specific. So for instance, this next one will be centered around uh, black chefs. And talking about what is, what a seat at the table means, so we just connected with an amazing group in Houston called the Black Chefs Table, and that's what they do. Their, their whole thing is about curating space for Black people, telling why those these meals matter. How do you work with other you know BIPOC and, and Black founder or farmers to resource your food? Like it, it matters like where you buy your stuff from. Um, quarter three will be all about tech. Um, so uh, Building Souls is one of our partners working with them, um, and then quarter four will be uh, all about Black artists. So it'll be more. Photography heavy, um, just really featured on on uh, black artists. So we're looking at launching that in Miami at Art Basel. So nice, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I wish, and I'll take a picture of it so we can put it on social media. Like how good this magazine looks. Thank yeah. you. Um, Come out on Saturday. Or, yeah, whenever you listen to this. And, yeah. Oh yeah. It. I mean, I guess I, I didn't know if it was open to the public or not. But, yeah, it um, is. Like uh, this Saturday, which the twenty first. Twenty first. If you're listening to this on Thursday and Friday, uh, January the twenty first. January the twenty first. At what time? 2023, in case you're <laughs> yeah. listening to it way in the yeah. future. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. For, <laughs> uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. From 1 to 3 p.m. at the Black Wall Street Times offices, we are the, you are having a Greenwood Ave magazine launch party. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So yeah. you can actually get it right now on greenwoodave.com. Um, there's also available at our pop-up shop in Mother Road, uh, Anthesai, 473, Fulton Street Books. This is all in Tulsa. Um, I know you guys have an international audience. Um, we, we do have those Australian listeners. Yes. I'm still trying to track down. Um, <laughs> um, but it's available at all those places um, and will be hopefully for moving forward. Yeah. When the year's done, you have the four magazines from the first year. Are you going to make like a like an omnibus edition to sell like of, <laughs> of all of them? And like a... You are a marketing guy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love me like a, like a, a well, uh, I don't know what, what the term is for when you make a book, but mm-hmm. like... Just like a, a well bound, yeah, well, uh, yeah, like a leather bound, yeah. an artistic have, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, we're we have on our wall in our office like the next four years built out. So I think the fifth one will be coming out next year, and then the tenth one will be two years from now. Um, so thinking about doing you know mm-hmm. some type of edition around that, but um, yeah, yeah. So here's a weird question. Sure. Uh, like, were you able to copyright Greenwood Ave or trademark it? Um, you know what? I I tried. Not because, and this was like three years down the road. I never didn't even think about it the first when I first started it. Honestly, because I think we, 
everyone owns it like it's not mine so to speak and there was already some greenwood things happening um someone did say you should you should try to trademark so i did and it got denied actually because of the location because it's a location apparently you can't um, trade i guess you can't trade trademark a name of a location right so I, like the look the the look the uh signature font that we did we can do trademark all those things but um, there's actually a couple other like Greenwood Ave video series well, out yeah. there. Well, th- th- that's what I was wondering so, is like, yeah. have you gotten flack from other people who have also used the I name? I actually tried or... to reach out to a couple or one of them at least when I first started just like, hey, it kind of started around the same time. I was like, I'm not trying to copy you. Like, I didn't even see this before we started, but like, you want to partner up? They never really responded. But um, for me, again, I said, somebody's going to do it. Someone on Amazon is going to like do something similar. But I, my whole thing is like, let's just keep doing what we're doing in excellence. And like, that's going to stand. This is, this is hard enough to do. Uh, Already, but somebody's like, I can do that too. I was like, you can, like, feel, feel free. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're not in it for, you know, now, not for a fad. Like, we, when we, um, of course, the Centennial was coming up and everybody was like, you should like do a bunch of paid ads and this things. Like, honestly, we didn't really do like an event or we didn't really do anything because I didn't want it to be caught up in the moment. Like, I really wanted to be more of a movement. So I was like, let's just, we're going to be here after all the cameras are gone, all the music stops after Centennial. When people stop talking about it, we're still going to be here because this is, what matters to us is not really about let's just capitalize off this moment. But I mean, it, it kind of it don't, it's almost better that it can't be trademarked, right? Because it's sort yeah, of in the spirit sure. of Greenwood and Black Wall 100%. Street, right? Because the community, you know, so much was about creating space for each other. 100%. You know, it wasn't about, oh, you want to start up a business. Well, you're going to have to pay me all this, yeah. all this rent yeah. to use my space. For you know? sure. There's so many stories about people who wanted to play, needed a place to yeah. start out. Like, okay, yeah, just go until you're getting going and yeah. then we'll, we'll I mean, work yeah. something out. You, we were talking about John and Lula Williams before. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was reading about when they started the Dreamland Theater, like right either across the street or down the block was something called the Rex Theater. And they made an agreement. It was so close to each other that one would only play new movies and one would play like reruns. So again, just work, being able to work together in so close proximity doing the same thing, but hey, look, we can we can both benefit off this. And um, my friend AJ talks a lot about in, in his episode, like, People were selling, you sell oranges, I got apples, like we can put it together and make some juice. Like we can, there's a way to do it all. Like when the, when the um, uh, Legacy Fest was happening, there was probably 20 tents selling Black Wall Street shirts or something with green one on it. Like I'm not like going in like, hey, that's my design. Yeah. I'm doing that first. Like here's a, yeah. here's a cease and desist letter. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> right? it's not, not in the spirit of what we're trying to do. <laughs> no, it's, Again, it's I think if, if we can keep our, I just try to keep a level of excellence where people know it's Gold Mill or Greenwood Ave or things like that and, and doing what we can do. And, and try to help others as long the way, then um, it's a win for us. Yeah, I mean, because Black Wall Street's success was the amount of amount of times a dollar in Black Wall Street would circle back mm-hmm. around. Yeah, and one way of doing that is one like not uh, trademarking things you can't trademark, apparently. <laughs> um, but like you know, helping people out versus sure. you know fighting over your small square right. of whatever sure. it is you're selling. Um, right, understanding that that life isn't a zero sum game. Like realizing that you winning can also be me winning, 100%. and working together on that instead of feeling like if you're doing well, it's hurting me and yeah, fighting it. For sure. Know? Yeah, I mean, someone was asking the other day. I was like, it's honestly, um, we're through our video series, through this magazine, we're our whole business model. If you want to call it that, is celebrating other people. Like our videos are about other businesses. Mm-hmm. Like we're we win by highlighting yeah. you. So you you are the point guard. On this <laughs> basketball team, I love, I love yeah. it. Yeah, man. I always said I'm more Chris Paul than LeBron. Like, yeah. honestly, truly, like I get more joy out of throwing the oop than I would dunking it. Like, that is just me personally. Is how I operate in, in, when it comes to business. So, um, you, yeah. I mean, it, well, it on the I, head. I, I honestly that came up in my head 
when you were talking about the zero sum game thing, like if anyone thinks about how successful teams work, it's because of that philosophy. Like, right. like Russell Westbrook when he when he won his MVP because he was had the ball ninety percent of the time with mm-hmm. that one Thunder team. Like they didn't win a championship that year. No, they didn't. Right? He right. he scored a lot of points. Good for him. Um, yeah. Right? But like good teams need people. Like Michael Jordan needed uh, Sky Pippen. Michael yeah. Jordan needed. Um, uh, Steve Kerr, yeah. like we need, we need a Jeb Bullish. Yeah, Tony right. Kukoc. Yep. Yeah, Bill Cartwright. We can name all the Bulls. <laughs> Dickie Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, we need them all. BJ Armstrong. Randy Brown. Yeah, <laughs> we need I know so many '90s basketball players that like no one cares about now. You should just start a podcast. Yeah, and just name just them. Just name yeah. basketball players. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Smith, Derek Harper. Uh, go through all the Knicks teams. <laughs> Xavier Daniel. Um, sorry. Well, now now on NBA video games, you can play old '90s teams, and so nice. like I'm uh, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm like. Mm, give me that. Give just some, play with Charles Oakley. Yeah. Listen, people. he's a great rebounder, both yeah. in real life and in a video game. He will beat the crap out of you. Uh, like Charlie Ward. Man, good times. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Going off on a tangent. Listen, yeah, don't go back and watch those games, though. They are slow. Um, <laughs> basketball is different now. It is. Like 67, 75. <laughs> it's like they had a three-point there, and they're like, no, no, no. We're, we're not, not going to shoot those. Yeah. You mentioned that you, you want to go for a subscription model. So how does how does that how would that work? You know what? How would people um, connect to it? Sign up and yeah, just just yeah. describe it a little bit. More. Yeah, again, so people can subscribe at greenwoodav.com slash magazine. Again, it's sixty bucks a year. The thought behind that is you would get essentially like one free magazine if you were to get all four. Um, it would be a little more than that. So and then you also get twenty one percent off of our merch. The goal is to continue to bring people back to the site. And as we're growing. The subscription model, we're actually going to be doing more content. So with each, like I mentioned, each quarter will be a new industry. So we're doing some different content around that. So for instance, the next one uh, for food, we actually shot a little, I guess, a couple of pilot episodes in our pop-up space in 1921 called Eats and Beats. So essentially it's a um, sit down at a circular table and we had a food entrepreneur um, make a dish for us. We, we talked about food and then we have a local artist that also sat with us. We talk about how does food impact music, music impact food, food and music work as entrepreneurship and then we did a kind of a tiny desk style performance inside our pop-up oh, nice. um, so we have a couple episodes of that that's going to drop very cool. Um, really cool whenever the food one drops and we'll release that um working on something else for the, the tech segment then we'll do like something unique for each different one but one our subscribers to be able to access that um, we also have a potential can't talk about it yet because it's not in stone but a potential uh one-off uh magazine for a certain company that will our subscribers will only have access to but being able to do, do unique things like that that hopefully give that subscription more value as well. It's very cool. Like, I, I don't want to keep saying like how cool this is, but it's very, it's very cool. <laughs> I and appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and we I, haven't even gotten to read the stories yet. That's just that's looking true, at the, yeah. The, yeah, story. the artwork, the pictures, yeah. the way it's designed. I mean, everything. yeah, you know that Carlos story is going to be good. Carlos is a good writer. <laughs> he yeah. is. He is. Well, and a lot of times when we are talking about Greenwood on this podcast or in general, it's usually around either like an issue or a, or a problem that's still going on. What's fascinating about this conversation is like yes we're still talking about those things but what you're trying to do is like not move past it but like focus on the fact that this sense of entrepreneurship and the sense of like business acumen and success still exists here and trying to feature it as a way of then reminding people of what happened and i think that's refreshing i think it's positive i think it's incredibly helpful thank you yeah our whole the whole thing is celebrate the past inspire the future so i think you can do both at the same time when, when, again, we're not moving away from what happened. Even the reason our our separate shop is called 19 and 21, which for me, like, one day we'll have a brick and mortar. Like, it, it's going to be it's forever reminder. Like, this is the year when the city of Tulsa, when white people, when this mob tried to kill 
the spirit. This is also the year for me when you birth something new. So like we'll never we'll never get past it. It's just how do we build on what was already happening there? Yeah, and and really, if you and if you think about it, Tulsa prides itself on a spirit of entrepreneurship. Yeah, and you could argue that it took that from Black Wall Street. Yeah, right. I don't think it's an argument. I mean, that's it's that's really where it, where where it was born yeah. and probably stolen as well. So yeah. I mean, I know you've also mentioned that this is. This isn't just black history. This is American history. This is the history of Tulsa. That's 100%. some of the the characteristics that Tulsa likes to celebrate mm-hmm. came from there. They don't like to talk about that that's where it came from, but that's where it came from. Yeah, I agree. I think we're doing, I think Tulsa could do itself a better service if we just admit it. Like say this happened and like, again, just celebrate it. Obviously, this is not easy to do. I'm not the mayor. I don't know what that looks like logistically, but for me, I'm trying to do my part. Here's a, Here's an avenue. It's where we can both do both. Again, celebrate the past, inspire the future, and, and hopefully continue to move forward in a, uh, um, a way that helps everybody shine and grow and be better as a result at the end of the day. So in a, in a practical sense, what did you learn while putting together a magazine? Like from going from, I'm guessing you didn't have any magazine experience beforehand. Uh, uh, than- some print design. Actually, my past job, I was creative director of the church and we actually, we did a magazine. Well, I say we, I did a magazine. Uh, so I learned how to do one. It was less than a quarter of the pages. Um, but yeah, so not really, but sort of. Kind well, of. I mean, like, yeah. so, okay, for, like, let, let's do a thought experiment for our listeners. Yes. Like, we all read most of the things we read news-wise, like on our phones now. What did you have to think about when you're visualizing, you know, an eight and a half by 11 yes. double spread page that would make it appealing to people? Like, what, what's, the, what's the thought process there? Well, definitely got to say it was, it was a total team effort. Um, so myself, uh, our team at Gold Mill, Sam, uh, Ethan, Taylor, Rochelle, Ashley, um, all really helped formulate this. So I'm a, I'm a visual guy. So we printed out just like white pieces of paper, like here's where a story can go, here's where a picture can go, and just kind of really mapping out how this flows together. And again, just being a designer, our whole thing is like, it's, it's a art meeting solving a problem. So we can do something beautiful, but is this, how are we, the user experience? Like we do a lot of digital design, but through a magazine, it's like it's still, the same way, if I'm if I'm flipping through, I want to start with something historical to give context, and let's go to uh, let's do the first story in Tulsa because it's here, and then the next one, like what's the next natural progression? Where do we put the lookbook at? Is is it a good palate cleanser in the middle to kind of get us through? And then um, once you read through, like we start with um, a bit of history from Nehemiah, and we don't go too deep into the massacre, but just what was Greenwood then, and then the last article or section in the magazine is Greenwood today. So we went and just took photos of like here's what it, what it is today, like, it, which is kind of sad because it's not what you would expect it to be, which, again, is, is just a sobering part. It's, it's real, what it is. So we actually took the tour with Chief um, Amosan and had a couple of photographers come with us and just like, let's just take pictures of what's here today. So some of the markers and the bridge and what's happening. So, um, again, it's like, what if you're not here, it's like, what am I looking at? But that is kind of on purpose of like, this should be more, but it's not, you know? So it's a weird thing. But yeah, just thinking through that user experience, like, what does it look like to go from here to the end, hear the stories, be inspired, and then here's what it is today. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite story? Um, I really like, um, there's a couple, it's hard to pick, because yeah. I, I really appreciate everybody that, that was featured in here. This is no disrespect to anyone oh, no, 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 no. in it. Everyone's um, amazing. I'll, hmm, favorite story, like written story, is um, uh, Quentin Vinny from Baltimore. He uh, has a company called Equity, and he started because his son had ADHD and he didn't want him to be on medication for the rest of his life, um, like the doctor said he would. So he started 
making tea at home. And his son really started reacting to that. And he continued to do it. Now he has his own company. He's been on featured on Goop, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, been on Oprah, T and Tamara, like uses products. And just really, again, to me, that that is the essence of entrepreneurship. It's like, I'm, I'm creating this to then solve a problem. And then it just kind of becomes a business. Same way you did, Jesse, with yeah. the... The pot. So. Listen, I need, I need to try that tea. So, yeah. uh, yeah. someone who has ADHD, I'm, yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. So, have you gotten any kind of uh, pushback or negativity with either the brand, the magazine, anything? You know what? I'm waiting for it, but uh, I haven't yeah. yet. It's been okay. a few years, and maybe I also don't like social media, so I'm not on there often. That's so, right. maybe it's there, and I just haven't seen it. Yeah. But uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive, which, again, I, I am very grateful for, and I've always tried to just be upfront with Again, the give back part of it, because I, I'm aware that I'm technically not, I wasn't born here. I'm not a descendant, not a survivor. Uh, when I started doing the teachers, I was trying to find like, hey, does this family still around? Like, if we do this, is this going to offend somebody? Just try to use my connections yeah. in, some, in the community. Bobby Eaton, a good friend of mine, has been really great with that. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you know somebody? And just trying to connect the dots. Um, it's been overwhelmingly positive, and I, I'm thankful. And again, maybe just <laughs> oblivious to the bad, but um, I, I've been so thankful. Like when I, The first time I saw got an email from a teacher um, in Tulsa that sent a picture of uh, one of our videos on their screen in the class watching. I was like, I never oh, nice. expected when I started. I, that was not in my mind of like, this is going to be used to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, um, a lady named Robin Eller, who's actually a sub-feature in here as well, from LA, she worked with Russell Westbrook when he did his um, history documentary. They created a curriculum based around our video series uh, to teach young kids about Black Wall Street and how, again, today is used today which again, wasn't expecting it to be in front of, but that's what it's about. Um, and things like that continue to happen and not like, I've never ran a Facebook ad for, never did an Instagram ad, haven't did any like PR, like pay for, but we were featured in Vogue last year. Um, Grant Hughes and, and Sophia Bush, when they were here using their wedding to highlight Greenwood, he wore one of our 1921 shirts and they, they shouted us out on a Vogue article and it's been in Wall Street Journal, uh, Washington Post, just somebody was wearing it and took a picture. Somebody did an installation at the airport with one of our jackets. I mean, it's just, that kind of stuff has just been happening. I'm like, I, I'm not taking credit for it. Like, it, it's definitely all God. And I'm just thankful to have this platform to, again, hopefully inspire someone else. Like, if Trey can do it and he don't know what he's doing, he never did a magazine before. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can do it too. Well, and like, I, I forgot to even ask you about it, um, but you're also the creative director for uh, Fire, the Fire in Little Africa project, right? Yes, yes. Which like design-wise just looked fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much. Like, I appreciate that was That was a lot of fun. And just like the look of it was you know, naming it that was, I think, both ballsy and perfect at the same time. So. I totally agree. When Steph, uh, Simon, actually went to high school with Steph, um, and that's partly how I got into this, and they, he kind of re, we re-found each other through Final Little Africa, and uh, Stevie Johnson, who was also co-executive producer, he bought one of our, got one of our hoodies through somebody else, and we connected, and um, one day they told me the name, is like, we got this project, uh, it says it's called Final Little Africa, I was like, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I you just know I mean you brandy I know when you hear a name it's like yep. I yeah. already see it I got you I'm I in. mean it's, I'm in. yeah it's it's like taking something that was just used yes. so badly and just like throwing it back in their face yes and, that's yeah. yes that's, in, in the mansion of yeah. <laughs> one of the worst Tilsons ever know, so so great that was, that was the whole thing yeah if you can flip something to me like yeah. the flip yeah. is like beautiful and I don't know if you obviously it's not about Farland Africa but the design of that like we took for the the typography, we took the lettering from one of the postcards that the, said yeah, Africa, yeah. Oh, I, I know made the logo out yeah. of it. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that whole thing like we're trying to flip that history. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was coming out as I was like volunteering, doing work for the John Hope Franklin Center around okay. the their symposium they have every year around about the race massacre, and just like I literally like saw that picture like because it's 
anytime you go through pictures, yeah. it's there. And then like saw the announcement of Fire in the Left. Like at the same day, I'm like, wait. Yeah. I'm like, back <laughs> nice. back and forth. I'm nice. like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, F you, buddy. Um, because like, they sold that as postcards, yeah. right? It was yeah. it wasn't just one photo that Ridiculous. guy wrote on. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, on some level, that's a little bit of the spirit of Greenwood coming back. It's it's F you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, F you, buddy. It, it's, it kind of is. Yeah, you, know? you try to kill like, it, but we yeah. still here. Yeah. Still, still yeah. we rise. Yeah. 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 Listen, spite. Like yeah. uh, that's, that's why I'm still here. Uh, um, so okay, so the, let's wrap it up again with um, all the different ways people can support you, your myriad uh, n- number of companies, and um, how how they can subscribe to the magazine again. So people can connect with us at greenwoodav.com. Um, you can subscribe to our magazine there. You can purchase merch there. You can also watch our video series all on greenwoodav.com. If you're in Tulsa, you can stop by our 19 and 21 pop-up shop at Mother Road Market. Uh, Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. This yeah, is great. Thank you. It's been an That's honor. Great. Thank you all for listening to our episode with Trey. It was fun and enjoyable as you could tell and also very informative and i hope you all enjoy it i hope you all subscribe to the magazine and if you're listening to this before january 21st 2023 come out on saturday to the magazine launch i will be there chris might be there trey will definitely be there so support local businesses support local black businesses and remember to like and subscribe this podcast please give us a review i beg of you You know what? I'm done with begging. Don't give us a review. I'm going to get saucy about it in 2023. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay safe out there. Broken Arrow. Get your shit together.